Well, it's no secret that one of my favorite guests is Rabbi uh, Kenneth Brander, and Rabbi Brander is going to join us in a second. I, I spoke to Rabbi Brander a moment ago, obviously, and, and just making sure that he's uh, on the line, etc. And and he said such an important thing to me. Uh, we obviously, with the news from Israel today, obviously we have to focus on the on the uh, the pain and the agony that the collective Jewish heart is feeling as another uh, two of our brethren have been uh, murdered by the enemy. And then at the same time, especially as Ray Brander said, since he's now actually living in Israel, of course, at the same time, there is so much positive, there is so much energy, there are so many wonderful things going on in the Holy Land, and we have a responsibility, at least I think so, we have a responsibility to constantly remind everybody of those amazing things. Our friends at Oratora Stone, as you know, they are transforming Jewish life, learning, and leadership worldwide. They are energized by the leadership of their new president and Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Dr. Kenny Brander. They're building on the unique vision of their incredible founder, Chancellor Emeritus and Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Riskin, fueled by a unique combination of educational institutions, women's empowerment programs, outreach initiatives, leadership development, and social action projects impacting upon Israeli and world society. Rabbi Kenny Brander, Rosh Hashiva, President, Oratora Stone, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's always uh, good uh, to be on the uh, to, to be on the radio with you and to be able to uh, hear you all over the world. Uh, I get to hear you every single day, thank God, <laughs> and uh, it's a piece of you know, it's a piece of home for me, even the Chutzlaret. <laughs> Nachum, so I you appre- just feel that way. I appreciate that. If we serve as a connection to the old country for you. Yes, yes you do. <laughs> you do. You do. That's very satisfying. Um, what you said to me is so profound. We, we have to spend a minute. Uh, you know, you always have a unique perspective. Um, the, the terrible news, the terrible news, the, the funeral yesterday of Amiyad Yisrael, the, the news from this morning, of course, of our brethren. And all these things are, 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 are so depressing, obviously, and, and do affect the collective Jewish heart around the world. And at the same time, as you just mentioned to me a few minutes ago, there's so much to be positive about and so much energy that you are seeing, literally seeing, in front of you as you live now in Israel and are involved with all the students of our Torah Stone. It, it, I'm sure you agree that sometimes it's a difficult balance to maintain. Of course, it's a difficult balance to maintain, but uh, being Jewish uh, is a difficult balance to maintain. And I think that you're right on the point, and that is, first of all, we have to recognize the tragic loss. It's not just two people. It's their siblings, it's their parents, it's their relatives, it's their friends. This doesn't just shatter two people's lives. It shatters communities' lives. There's reverberations, you know, all over Medina Yisrael. Um, it, it just affects the entire the entire community. Yeah. It's not just an Orthodox community. It's not just a religious Zionist community. It doesn't matter where they live in Tel Aviv, Ashdod, Renana, Golan, Galil, or Elat. It, it affects all of us. I think that's the first point. The second point, you know, is just as a personal reflection. You know, I, I've seen with my own students, you know, uh, having to speak to students right after uh, Ari Fold. Zatzal uh, was murdered um, because his son and his family is part of the Ortara Stone family. Um, you know, you just see it, it, it's painful, it hurts. 
uh, and uh, all the high schools, in particular Ortura Stone, has a whole infrastructure on how to deal with tragedies of this nature, uh, support systems. But Nahum, that, that night, going to his uh, Ari Lavaya, I mean, there were thousands and thousands of people who came because they didn't know him, but they just needed to be there. And it was, if a funeral can be an uplifting experience, it was one of the most uplifting experiences, you know, for me personally. And I see that not only a resilience, but I think it's more than that. There's just a commitment uh, by my students, by my colleagues, just to make sure that we continue to live the everyday even in times in which there are critical challenges. Right. And I could just articulate it with one more example. Sure. I was walking through one of the high schools uh, called Oria. Uh, it's in the Gush area, um, and it, it serves uh, hundreds of young women. Uh, an exceptional school. It's won many awards from the Israeli government. Um, and I was meeting with the principal. And the principal of the school is a woman whose father, a hundred feet from her office, just picture this, a hundred feet from her office in the Gush area, was taken captive when a, when a lone shvut fell um, after 1948, when it fell. Right. And um, she w- her father was taken captive, and every single day she goes to school as the principal, as the head of school of that school, teaching children 100 feet from where her father, uh, who was not hiding in the bunker, but was one of those soldiers who was protecting those hiding in the bunker, was taken captive. And she picked this school to be the head of school of, to make the statement that Netzach Yisrael lo yishaker, that the eternality of the Jewish people continues to thrive, and Am Yisrael chai. And I think even when we mourn the losses of s- such tragic losses, I'm sure that the Rav of Ofra, who is becoming slowly a friend and a mentor of mine, Rav Gisser, will tell you, we have a responsibility to still light the lights and, and, and dispel the darkness around the world, because that's what Jews do. You know, and this is what, and look, you, you're very familiar with the American mentality. This is what sometimes is so hard for us to believe the strength and resilience of how the families immediately, and in the Fold case we saw it in front of our eyes, immediately bounce back, immediately start discussing the Netzach Israel topic. And it, it, it's just, for us, it is sometimes so hard to believe that they're able to have the strength and resilience to do that. And as you just alluded to, no doubt the same heroes and the same young pioneers and their families in Ofra and that area are going to bounce back in the very same way. Please, God, and yes, I think it's so. Unbelievable. Rabbi Kenny Branders with us. I, I was looking at this amazing and incredible comprehensive chart of Artura Stone and what, what they have been doing and continue to do around the state of Israel. Uh, I, I wonder if going into this new position you even realized the type of impact your organization and educational effort is having uh, all around the state of Israel and the world. We could just start for a moment with the state of Israel. I didn't realize that IDF bases are um, are um, uh, being uh, uh, enhanced uh, by soldiers who are you know part of your educational system. That OTS's educational campuses 
are as many as there are around the uh, around the country. Uh, I mean, what could you tell us about the vast growth and the continued growth of Artura Stone just in Israel for a moment? Well, again, I'm I'm also learning on a regular basis, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think if we just focus on the IDF piece, you know, we have uh, in our Yeshivat has there we have 140 men who are entering the army on a regular basis. 33 percent of them will serve in elite uh, commando units. Uh, these are young men. Uh, who are just committed to Torah study as well as in service, and they make a difference. And they make a difference every single day, both in the Beit Midrash as well as, um, you, know, uh, you know, hopefully safely on, you know, in the field. Yep. But they make a difference, and they're willing to uh, sacrifice everything uh, for the future of the Jewish people, not just in Israel, around the world. But a new program that we've been involved in for many years is the fact that we have 350 women serving in one of four units, either in education or they're serving in commando units, which means that they're responsible to be the navigational instructors for commandos. They teach commander, commandos um, how to find their way home. Women always teach people how to find their way home, <laughs> but they're teaching it in a new way. Right. And that is you're taking commandos, no maps, no nothing, drop them somewhere, and these women teach them how to find their way home. We have a group of women who are a part of Shimona Matayim. It's an elite uh, unit that deals in intelligence. And uh, we have a group that also works in the Air Force. And I think that for me, the most proud component is the fact that these women are also, 34 of them are now serving as officers in the IDF. And most of them, Nahum, when they complete their officers' training, also make a seum on a mesechta in Shas. I mean, I, I, I met a, a woman who's a major, who's, a rep, who's married to a rabbi, and she's a major in the army. She has finished 17 mesechtas. And she is not, you know, you can't take a picture with her in uniform because she's in an elite unit. Um, we had two women who received awards uh, in the president, at the president's house, and Yom Ma'ut, they give out awards. Their names could not be mentioned because they're in elite units. Only the schools that they went to uh, could be mentioned. Um, and the svarim that Orto Stone are creating for these women, so it fits uh, in the various pockets in uh, in their uniforms, be it the dress uniform that they wear, literally the uh, the uniforms that they've made with dresses for these women, or the pants uniforms that they need to wear, wear at times, and they fit into their pockets so that when they have time off between serving, they can sit and learn Torah. It's just you know, for 2,000 years, the Jewish people have not made svarim to be able to fit into army uniforms. <laughs> That's true. And Ortora Stone, uh, you know, is having the privilege to do that. And, and then we're in, engaging, thanks, and with the help of the Israeli government, we're engaging in Jewish community centers, what's known as Matnasim, all over Israel. At the present time, we have 48 uh, staff people working in 188 community centers. Last year, we interacted with 305 Israelis uh, through these community centers. This year, please God, we will hit 400,000. We've already just an, over the Chagim through uh, Shofar in the Park, explanatory Yom Kippur services. 
um, a program that we ran over Hanukkah. Um, one program hit 35,000. Another program hit 45,000. Another program for Hanukkah, we hit 10,000. Just engaging people, not forcing them to become religious, right. but giving them the opportunity to explore the thirst that you feel in Israel, or all over the Jewish world for that matter, for people to come home and without indoctrination and coercion to find their spiritual wings. It is amazing. All right, Kenny Brender is with us. Nearly 1,000 people were in attendance last month on November the 14th at the Jerusalem Theater in Israel. For the Israeli installation of Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander as president and Rosh Hashiva of our Torah Stone, uh, he is now in the midst, and they at Artur Stone are in the midst of this investiture period, which will culminate in the festive investiture dinner in New York City coming up on Wednesday, December the 19th. We'll talk more about that dinner in a moment. Rabbi Brander, what was the moment for you last month at the Jerusalem Theater? Uh, I think there were many moments. First of all, the focus really was on the institution and the and the fact that we are really an international Torah institution, um, engaging Jews in a orthodoxy that is contemporary and relevant. Um, I think that for me personally, Rabbi Riskin, who is one of the major leaders of this generation of the Jewish community, how humble and how unbelievably, in such a caring and menschlich way, He's been involved with this transition, and he's orchestrated this transition. Um, and yeah, talk about balance. Transitions need good balance. He's can, been, he's, Reverend Riskin has just been nothing less than unbelievable. Yeah, you know, I could see everybody that. warned me, you know, I, is this going to work? How can it work? Yada, yada, yada. But I have to tell you something. He has just been exceptional. Teaching, writing, uh, helping with the fundraising at every request. Yeah, we meet, we speak almost daily, sometimes multiple times a day, always there with guidance, but yet giving me the space uh, to run the organization and, and to take it, you know, to build the second floor on the wonderful superstructure that Rabbi Riskin has created. These are his institutions, and right. my goal was to build on his legacy, but he's done so with such menschlichkeit, you couldn't have choreographed. Uh, a finer, uh, menschlich, uh, appropriate way that he has uh, been engaging in this transition. And that was quite evident um, at the installation where he got appropriate recognition, and please God will continue to get it for what he has accomplished. And uh, in, in very uh, public ways, I made it clear about this transition and how excited he is about it. And I think for me, the most beautiful piece, I mean, it was really choreographed so beautifully by the people who put it together. I really had very little to do with it, almost nothing other than the speech I gave, um, really nothing. Um, but just the students, the hundreds of students that came from the Golan, uh, to, from the south to the north, who came to participate, as well as various, obviously a thousand people. But the dancing at the end, uh, with all the students, with Reverend Riskin and myself, it was just, it was magical. Must have been. Hard to explain, but it was magical. Must have been amazing. On Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday night, December the 19th, at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, Battery Place right here in New York City, with a reception beginning at 6.15 and the dinner starting at 7.30, 
It will be the, uh, I guess we could say, the American or North American or or diaspora investiture of uh, Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander. He will um, he will have the, the the investiture as president of the Rosh Hashiva will take place. Rabbi Riskin will confer the mantle of leadership upon him. Maurice and Marion Spanbach will uh, will uh, receive the lifetime achievement award, and the keynote speaker that night, this coming Wednesday, will be the senior political contributor for NBC News, and that's Brett Stevens. And all of this, of course, in support of Ortora Stone. We recommend you go to the website, get your reservations in as soon as possible uh, by going to ots.org.il, ots.org.il. You will see in their news section all the information about the dinner. Rabbi Brander, uh, what can you tell our listeners about uh, this upcoming Wednesday night get-together at the Museum of Jewish Heritage and why it would be inspiring for them to attend. Well, I think the first thing is to celebrate, really, the legacy of Rabbi Riskin, which we will continue to do. I mean, here is a man and here is an organization that is uh, transforming tens of thousands of people's lives in the diaspora. There isn't a community um, in North America and in Europe that hasn't been touched by students, by Rabbeim, by women who are playing the role of a rabbinit. Um, uh, there isn't a community in the diaspora that hasn't been affected in a positive way by our students. And I think it's important for there to be a hakaratov for what Rabbi Riskin has accomplished. I mean, we have, right now, we have over 200 and... 25 rabbis and rabbitsons serving in communities from Teaneck to Tbilisi from all over the world. And it's important to recognize that. Uh, in addition to that, we are the, and this is an unfortunate challenge, but one that we need to take on, we are the largest organization dealing with Agunot internationally. Wow. So right now, as we speak, we're dealing with 155 Aguna cases. Outside of Israel as well? Outside of Israel. We have, uh, it's an international reach. We have lawyers all over the world, private detectives all over the world, social workers. Wow. We work with the Rabbanut. We are the only organization that the Rabbanut has allowed into their courts where we have women who are trained in the laws of Jewish divorce, and they serve as the toenet, they serve as the legal uh, representatives of women who are being held hostage. And we are aggressively working on this. That needs to be recognized. It is, we have the largest organization that, that, that deals with that, called Yadli Isha. Um, oh, no. we, have, we have thousands of alumni all over the world we have, we are working and making the difference, not just within Israel, uh, but whether it's through our conversion institutions throughout the world, uh, whether it's through our alumni, whether it's through our emissary families, through the Baron Amiel and Stras Amiel program, whether it's the work we're doing with Yadli Isha. Uh, we're making a difference to guarantee the future of the Jewish people, and, not only in Israel, but throughout the world. And by the way, I just have to, before I give the dinner information again, I, I just have to read this list of Strauss Amiel and Baron Amiel emissaries. Artur Stone, everybody, as we've always featured and as we've spoken about this morning, has such an impact in Israel, and the numbers outside of Israel are exactly as Rabbi Brander has described. But just to give you a perspective, <laughs> their emissaries are in Britain, U.S., Australia, Philippines, New Zealand, Lithuania, Canada, Switzerland, Argentina, Czech Republic, China, Brazil, El Salvador, Mexico, Ecuador, Colombia, Italy, Spain, Panama, Belgium, Denmark, South America, South Africa, Poland, Germany, 
Russia, Norway, Sweden, Austria, Turkey, Finland, and Portugal. I guess it would be impossible for you to visit all of them, Rabbi Brander. Yeah, but we're bringing them back in groups together in different parts of the world so oh, I can yeah. still see our students without having to spend my whole, uh, you know, Rabbi Riskin's title was Avinu Shabbat Shemayim, because he was always flying. <laughs> right. And he's, he's much better at it than I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have a, uh, a 13-year-old still at home that I'd still <laughs> like to raise. So we're bringing them in different groups together. And, Nachum, I have to say, another thing that we've just started is, you know, there are wonderful seminaries for women where women can study Torah all, you know, all over Israel. Um, Madresh at Lindenbaum was the first seminary right. that was created, and now, thank God, there are so many wonderful ones, and they all need to be supported. Right. We've now, for the first time, created an honors program for women to study. We're calling it Matmi Dot Scholars, where for the first time in women's learning, there will be... Um, extra hours of learning in an enrichment program under Menachem Liebtag in the study of Tanakh or in, in the study of Gemara under Rabbanit Sally Mayer, where we've created a program we, where we have gotten support from leaders throughout Israel so that these young women who are now going to be part of our Honors Matmidot Scholars Program will be able to meet with them around their dining room tables and talk about leadership. And at the same time, these young women We'll have chavrusas with our Darkenu students, our students, our young women with special needs, the only program for diaspora Jews where young men and young women can spend a year in Israel with special needs and still enjoy the avira, the beautiful, magical air of Israel. Yeah, they're doing what their colleagues are doing, spending a year in Israel, which of course right. was impossible no, in the past. No right. other program like that right. so for all of these reasons. And if you can't come to the dinner... We, at the same time, we have an Ortora Stone Giving Day on uh, next Wednesday and Thursday. Right. Um, and you can go to the website, ots.org.il, and participate that way. Um, but the bottom line is um, we are trying to make a difference throughout the Jewish world. And under Rabbi Riskin's unbelievable uh, leadership, we have fueled... Uh, serious educational institutions, serious opportunities for outreach initiatives, leadership development, social action, and all at the same time making sure that young men and young women can play leadership roles around the Jewish world. By the way, Rabbi Sally Mayer, as you know, is part of our October broadcast week from Israel, made quite, right. an, quite an impression, to say the well, least. Well, you know, listen, she is a modest young lady. Yeah. Uh, who has finished Shas a few times. I know. I'm sure she will be very unhappy that I've said that publicly. I was completely intimidated (laughs) sitting there, trust me. Yeah, don't don't give her a bechina. You're not going to win on that one, Nahum. (laughs) That's for sure. I remind everybody that there's a big night coming up for our friends at Arturo Stone, and you will find it fascinating and enjoyable. It's at the Museum of Jewish Heritage this coming Wednesday, December the 19th. Celebrate Rabbi Riskin's leadership, Rabbi Kenneth Brander's uh, investiture as president of Rosh Hashiva. You hear about the work they're doing. It's amazing. Uh, started back in the early 80s, and this is what it's become. How proud all of us are who've been following Rabbi Riskin and Rabbi Brander all this time. Uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, Mazal Tov to Maurice and Marion Spanbach. Brett Stevens will be the keynote speaker. Always a great listen. And all you got to do is go to OTS.org.il, OTS.org.il. Get your reservations in. Enjoy the night. And as uh, Rabbi Brander reminded us, on Wednesday of next week, Wednesday and Thursday, it's Giving Day, an opportunity, whether you're at the dinner or not, to support the great work of our Torah Stone. All right, Brander, I take this opportunity to wish you again a Mazel Tov. Enjoy the North American, American Diaspora Investiture, 
and uh, you. and your time here in New York and uh, continued success with our Torah Stone. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you so much, and continue your really your holy work, bringing Jews together throughout the world. Greatly Thank appreciate you, that, Rabbi Dr. Kenneth Brander, one of our favorite guests. Mazal tov to him. The big uh, ceremony continues Wednesday night at the Museum of Jewish Heritage, and the incredible work continues every single day for our brethren in Israel and for our brethren around the world. Kolakavod, Trevoriskin, Ray Brander, and everybody at Or Torah Stone. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.